Hello, hello. Welcome to Feels Like Flow. I'm Brianna Cullen, and this show is designed to help you be more creative, productive, and fulfilled in your work life. Let's get into it. Hi. On today's episode, I'm tackling a question that I got on Instagram. I had asked for people to send in questions around purpose and career and productivity, working toward goals. And I got one question that is honestly an episode in itself and probably even a series of episodes that are really at the heart of what this podcast is about. And that is something that I struggled with for a long time and ultimately worked through and I'm helping my clients work through. And so I thought it was a really good question to start with. And I may decide to dive into some of the elements a little bit deeper in future episodes. So if you find this helpful, or if there are any aspects of it that you want me to go into more detail on or cover in a different way, if this brings up any additional questions for you, please send them my way. I really want this podcast to be a conversation and I want it to be useful. And so I would love to hear from you. The easiest way is probably to send me a DM on Instagram, but get in touch however you want and I'll make sure to get your questions answered. So with all that, what is this question? The question I got was, how do you handle being miserable in your current job when you don't know what you want to do next? I was in this situation for many years. I think it's a challenge for so many people in the working world. I think out of the pandemic, we saw the great resignation and in large part, I think that was because a lot of people were feeling unfulfilled and dissatisfied in their work. And the pandemic really put people in touch with what's important. And they realized that they didn't want to be spending the majority of their time doing work that they didn't enjoy. And that being said, not everyone can just walk away from their current job. It depends on so many factors and it depends on your financial situation. And it also depends on what internal resources you have in order to address the situation. And so that's part of what I want to get into today. But I think to start with, there are two ways to come at this question. One is to find ways to hate your current job less, which frees up your time and even more so in order to free up your energy and attention for other things. And those other things are number two, which is committing to figuring out what you want to do next and giving energy and attention to exploring that. Now, when it comes to finding ways to hate your current job less, this is really individual and it depends on your personal psychology and the work that you're doing. And there may be a part of you that says, I don't want to hate this job less because I want out of it. And it's this internal battle because if you improve the situation, then maybe you won't feel motivated to change it. So I just want to acknowledge that fear and that I I've grappled with that as well, but that ultimately being able to get some distance from your feelings about your current job and generate optimism and a sense of confidence that you'll find something else, part of that depends on lifting yourself up and freeing up your energy, which means probably eating your current job less. Okay, so I have a handful of topics that I'm going to touch on. The first one around finding ways to feel better 
about your current job is to start taking whatever steps you can to remind yourself that you're not stuck. Sometimes I would imagine that I could quit my job tomorrow. So when I was in a role that I was really, really unhappy with, and I would imagine that something landed in my lap or some good fortune happened, or we were able to become financially independent and I could quit my job next week. How would I feel about it then? And that exercise, one of the things that it really brings to the front is that often it's just a feeling of being stuck, not just a feeling of being stuck, but that the feeling of being stuck is one of the worst things about being in a situation that is challenging. And so it's really important to start taking steps to remind yourself that you are not stuck. This is where your personal psychology and your beliefs about what's possible for yourself really can come into play and why this is such an individual situation for people. And honestly, where sometimes it really helps to work with a therapist or a coach who can help bring an outsider's perspective, because the truth is we're never stuck. We're always making choices, but sometimes that can be really hard to see from inside your own head. So some steps you can take to remind yourself you're not stuck. One is to save up FU money. So this is a common term. And the idea is that it gives you a real sense of agency to have savings that would allow you if things got so bad that you really couldn't take it anymore to be able to say, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. And I have enough savings that I can quit this job and I have time to look for the next thing. So sometimes saving that fund is the very first most important thing. I know for me in my situation, when I was really miserable at work, my husband and I started researching real estate investing and we got really interested in building passive income and we became interested in the financial independence movement and the FIRE movement. And ultimately that's another episode because at the end of the day, the FIRE movement isn't really something that I personally am following, partly because I'm someone who loves to work as long as it's the right work for me. And so I'd rather decide that I'm going to find the right work, create the right work, build a work life that I love and that I have confidence in and can keep evolving, then I would decide to keep doing work I don't enjoy and stockpiling enough money so that someday I don't have to work at all. But that's just my personal opinion. And the things that I learned from the financial independence movement and things I learned about building passive income and savings was one of the first steps for me to feel less stuck because I realized that I could start investing, I could start saving money, I could build up this FU fund. Another option for a lot of people is to commit to some kind of side hustle. And this, you know, there are so many resources out there about the benefits of a side hustle, different types of side hustles. I think this is a little off point for this question because part of building a side hustle is knowing what it is you want to do next, or at least having some idea of a hobby or a passion that you're interested in monetizing. Another way to start feeling less stuck is to really look for other roles within your field. Even if you don't think that's what you want to do, even if you think in the long run, you're ready for a completely different type of work, looking for similar roles, interviewing for those roles, exploring options that are maybe, you know, just a few degrees different from what you're doing can really change your perception of your value 
and the value of the skills that you have and the different types of options and workplace cultures and roles that are out there. And sometimes going through that process of interviewing, answering application questions, in a way what you're doing is you are starting to advocate for yourself. You're starting to advocate for your contributions, for your skill set, for the qualities that you bring. And in a way, you're also advocating for yourself to yourself. So you're reminding yourself of what you're good at and what you have to offer. And it fills you up with a sense of confidence and that energy and that optimism can build some momentum so that you might start having other ideas about things you want to do and directions that you want to get. But anything that you can do when you're in this situation where you're unhappy at work that gives you a boost of energy, a boost of confidence is really the best thing that you could do for yourself. So that was step number one. Start taking whatever steps you can to remind yourself that you're not stuck. Step number two, again, this is around feeling better in the work you're currently doing, is to establish your own performance standards and hold those standards above any external measure of your performance. I call this living from the inside out. So a lot of times when you're in a job you don't enjoy, there's added stress because you're worried about whether your company thinks that you're doing a good job and it's hard to do a good job when you're not really happy at work and so all of those dynamics become really tangled up. That's where it becomes so important to establish your own internal metrics of performance. When I did this for myself several years ago, I decided that my standard of excellence for my day job was very simple. It was one question I could ask myself at the end of the day. And the question was, did I do my part to move something forward today? If I could answer yes to that question, I let all of the other anxieties and performance anxiety drain away. And I just narrowed my focus to this one metric. Yours might be something very different, but it should be something that you choose for yourself. A similar question that I learned to ask myself in the very, very beginning of my career, when I was, I think, 23 or 24 years old, I began my career in public accounting. And public accounting, like a lot of professional services, has very high standards when it comes to billable hours. And so we worked busy seasons and we worked really long days and long hours. And I had I had been really fortunate that the company that I worked for had sent me to grad school. And in exchange for that, I had signed an agreement that I would work for them for three years. And when I got into my first busy season, I remember feeling like, oh my goodness, what have I done? These hours are insane. And I've signed my life away when you're 23 and it's your first job out in the world. Three years feels like a lifetime. And it was very stressful and it was competitive and a lot of people were working long hours. And I remember at one point having the realization that I'm the one who has to decide how much I'm willing to work because my company wants me to work as much as possible and they're going to let me work as much as I'm willing to. I'm the only one that knows where the line is, where if I cross that line and I'm so miserable that I'm going to end up leaving and they don't want me to leave. They want me to stay. That's what's best for everyone. And so it's up to me to decide how much I'm willing to work so that I still am happy enough here that I want to stay. So that's another version of establishing your own internal performance stance. And I can say that I drew that line for myself and it worked. And 
when I say it worked, what I mean by that is that I never had the highest billable hours in my peer group, but I was consistently rated at the top of that group in terms of performance. And the way I see that is that I chose to give things my best thought, the energy and the effort that was very high value. And I placed a higher value on that than I did on busyness or on the appearance of working hard. And it was really based on an internal performance standard. So again, that's step number two for feeling better in your current work. And I know that this can bring up a lot of anxiety to start to set boundaries and to worry about not meeting the expectations of your employer and ultimately not meeting your own expectations and that that anxiety could actually make your current job feel even more stressful. And so again, I know this is very personal to each situation. I'm happy to go into more detail on this item. And I think this is an area where it's really important to do some reflection, some journaling, work with a coach who can help you see things clearly and objectively. Number three, if there is anything that you do in your current job, however small, that you enjoy and that gives you energy, see how you can grow your involvement in that that activity, how you could grow your engagement in that activity and ideally make it a bigger part of your job. So for me, one of the things that I did a few years ago in the job I was in is that I became the well-being champion for a very large team. And I started to give monthly talks about well-being and happiness at work. And these are topics that I'm obviously very passionate about. These are things that I'm talking about on this podcast, things that I coach my clients about. But I started bringing more of my experience and my perspective with that into my day job. I would also lead short well-being moments and guided meditations on team calls. And this idea of doing more in your current job may bring up a lot of resistance. It might feel like you don't want to invest any extra energy in a job that you don't enjoy. But the more engaged that you are, the more energy you're going to have. And so anything that you can do to bring your full self to work and to lean into your growth edge is going to enliven you. And in a way, you can think of it as a challenge because if you're really miserable in your current work, this is kind of true in any situation where you are feeling unhappy, you might as well experiment and take risks. And I can say that when I first started this well-being role, there was a lot of material at the company that I worked for around well-being. We had a chief well-being officer and they would put out content and trainings for us to offer. But that wasn't what really lit me up. What lit me up was using my intuition and understanding what my team needed, where they were feeling burnout or frustrated with work and what they needed to lift them out of that. And then bringing what I know about workplace happiness and team dynamics and personal satisfaction and bringing something forward that I thought would really serve them. But it felt really risky in a way because I was just using my intuition and I had a team of 100 people and I had leaders and I had peers that were going to be there hearing what I said. And, and I was honestly pretty nervous about how it would be received, but it felt like a risk I was willing to take because otherwise, what is the point? I was doing this in order to bring more of my full self to work and I wasn't going to find out whether these ideas of mine would be well received 
worked unless I tried it. And I was really fortunate because my team was very open to it. And the feedback that I got was so positive from my leaders, from my peers. And I would often get instant messages and emails after these talks from people saying, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that. Or I teared up during that guided visualization that you offered today. And it really made a difference to me. And those experiments and that effort that I put into that led directly to some of the work that I do now, including this podcast. And it was really just this tangential part of my day job, but I was able to use that job to try and experiment. And so I just really encourage you to see what you could grow in your current role that could allow you to take some risks and make some moves and see what you enjoy and what resonates with other people. Step number four is very short and very simple, but not easy. And that is to decide that finding work you enjoy is a gift that you will give to yourself no matter how long it takes. It is 100% figure outable. And I can say this because of how stuck I've been in my work life in the past. And I don't just mean stuck, I mean very anxious. I mean having, you know, the Sunday night blues start on Saturday morning, thinking about work all the time, crying about work in therapy, being very, very unhappy in my work life. And I have gone from there. I've moved from that situation through really a journey of slowly building toward work that I want to do forever. And that this week, it's summer here in Portland. And after a very long, rainy winter, I definitely have like some summer brain where I want to be at the lake with my family and out barbecuing and out for walks and really enjoying everything that the summer has to offer. And last week we had friends in town and we did do some of that. We had a barbecue down at the beach at the river one night and had a lot of fun just taking them around town and exploring. But I also had coaching calls with clients on my calendar and content creation and working on this podcast episode. And I can say that I I genuinely enjoy those things just as much as I enjoy a summer day out and about in the world. And it took me so long to get here and I am so, so grateful to have gone on that journey and to have, you know, over a long period of time, a lot of soul searching, a lot of effort that I put in, which we can get into, gotten to this place. And I know that if I can, it's possible for you too. So again, it's about making the decision that you you will find work that you enjoy and committing yourself to that journey no matter how long. So number five is really a offshoot of number four. And here it is. There are so many books, resources, exercises that can help you explore what lights you up. And this question has really inspired me to create something that you can turn to for support. And so I'm working on a list of my very favorite resources when it comes to finding purpose and changing careers. And it will include some of my favorite books, passages from some of my favorite books, some of my favorite exercises for working through what lights you up, for identifying the type of work that you're going to be excited to get to on Monday morning. So I'm making a long list of these resources and I'll make it available for free. I'll share it here on the podcast when it's ready and you can also follow 
follow on Instagram if you're interested in knowing when that's available. But when you don't know what you want your next thing to be, you're not sure what your side hustle is going to be, you can make your side hustle figuring that out. So your side hustle for the time being is to explore all of these resources. These resources can be really fun. It's fun to figure out who we are and it's fun to learn more about ourselves and what we enjoy. And the only thing that can make it feel not fun or make it feel kind of angsty is when we don't believe that it's possible for us. We don't believe that we can bear the frustration of being in a role that we don't like while we wait for the next thing. But what I can say in my experience is that it's not necessarily about reaching that final destination that is going to make you feel amazing every day. It's just about stepping onto the path and feeling like you are on the right track. And in order to do that, you need to be engaging with exercises and support and resources that are going to bring that out of you. I know that there are a lot of group coaching programs and resources out there about building a business or building a side hustle or monetizing a hobby. And I've taken some of those and they can be great. But one thing that they don't often do is help you figure out what is your thing? What is that thing that you want to throw yourself into and that you want to set big goals and work toward big goals around? And so if you're looking at programs, I just encourage you to find something that's going to help you go deeper and get to the core of what it is you really, really want to do. And again, that is one of the benefits of working with someone one-on-one. I know I wouldn't have figured all of this out for myself if I didn't have the opportunity to work one-on-one with a coach to help me keep at it when it gets frustrating. And in last week's episode, I talked about the frustrations of dating and the ups and downs. And on the first episode, I talked about the frustrations of interviewing for a new role. And they're all very similar. And this one is too. Finding what it is you want to do next is going to involve some ups and downs, some experimentation, some disappointment. And it takes patience and grit and commitment. And And sometimes what you need in order to stay the path is support, whether that's a mastermind or a one-on-one coach or some structure and support that is going to help you through that. So again, I'll put together a list of resources. I will keep talking about this topic. It's near and dear to my heart. I want everyone to find work they enjoy much more quickly than I did. I think it is a huge, huge value to the world that we do work that lights us up and brings good energy to the world. And so I wish you such an easy path with this full of hope and optimism and possibility and that things move in a new direction with momentum more quickly than you could even imagine. 